Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, June 28th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the RMRK AMA hosted by the Miners of Cadenia. Let's take a listen. Hey, everybody. We're just going to wait a couple more minutes till more people join us and we get a chance to spread the word. And then we're going to get started. And Remark, we sent you an invite over to speak. And let us know if you're having issues. Awesome. Adam, what about you? Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. I'll just send out the tweets to um, the space to the different groups. How is everyone? Awesome. Good to see everyone joining this. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, actually. Bruno, what about you? Awesome. Awesome. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this spaces because I, I honestly think, Adam, that this is the first spaces in which we have so much in common yeah. like when it comes to philosophy mm-hmm. with a project that's outside of Kadena. Yeah. And I think it's gonna be a really refreshing Yeah, yeah. Change, I think our community right? I think our community is gonna see a lot of similarities between, you know, like what's happening in Cadena, what we're doing and what what these guys we are doing as well. Yeah. I mean you know, Polkadot and Kasama and, and Remark, they're much more involved and mature than what it is that we are doing right now. Yep. And I really hope that it's going to be an opportunity to show a lot of people like the future of where we're aiming to and what we're aspiring to, especially with Remark over here. Right. Yeah, but exactly. We'll touch on that, I think, in a couple of minutes, as soon as you tell us that we're approved and we're all good to go. Yeah, we'll just give it. Um... A little bit longer, so I'll just have like a, a little chat for a couple of minutes. Um, you know, talk about people's okay. and stuff. You're the boss. Yeah. So, well, what's been going on in uh, your world today, Echo? Have you we had a busy morning? Oh, um, actually, I just came back home like an hour and a half ago. I had some mail to sort out. Basically, like five, six different cold wallets <laughs> right before the idea. I know. <laughs> yeah. You sent me a screenshot. I'm yeah. like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I bought a bunch of bones and snacks for my puppy. Oh, awesome. Yeah, you got to treat the boots. And to be honest, I think it was the first time in like over a month and a half where I actually left my house, which was not to just take up the puppy for a walk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, you've been you've been stuck in front of that computer. You'll be glad for a break. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. But you you can't have one yet though. Just to fall on you, you've got you've got a long road ahead. <laughs> and it's only just right now starting. Yes. Oh well, it's gonna be. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in it together. And uh, well, we've got a few people joining now, haven't we? Anyway, so um, 
Yeah, we might as well just kick things off. Uh, so, uh, my name's Adam. I'm uh, the community manager for Mob. Um, today, we've got um, our guests, Remark, on uh, on the space, and they're going to talk to us a little bit about their project and about what they're doing over on the Kasama blockchain. And then, obviously, we'll start talking about the parallels and stuff like that um, afterwards. Um, so, do, do you want to just go ahead and introduce yourself, guys? Yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah, it really would. <laughs> before before we tell you guys a bit about us, I do have a question. What was it like to take everything that you guys have done? And something tells me it was a ton of work building everything, everything, everything from scratch. And then having to put yourself in that bracket of having to make it um, EVM compatible. Oh, yes, yes, we can. Um, I'm not nope. sure why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, send emojis if you if you can't hear um, as a speaker of Remark, please. Yeah, I, I think people can hear. There's no one. Nobody's here sending emojis. <laughs> no, actually, I did see quite a few sending emojis. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hello. You see? Okay. One. Two, oh yeah, yeah. Three, People four. sending emojis. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to the land sale. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, lots of skills saying he can't hear anything from them either. Um, so I'm I'm not quite sure. I don't know whether like Twitter's rugged us or, or what have you. But... I, I think. How how is it possible that some people can hear? And others I can't. don't know. It's really strange. Yeah. yeah, it shouldn't be. But either way, the space is recorded anyway. So um, hopefully, they'll be able to listen back anyway. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that might. Be, yeah, that's a good idea. Good idea. Yeah, sorry about this, guys. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Elon Musk will sort this. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. maybe not. Uh, maybe not. I don't think so. I, yeah. I so, okay. I just sent Bruno right now a request to add as a speaker. Let hopefully it will work this time. Yeah, it is approved. All right. Awesome. Let's see if this is better. Uh, sound check. Hold on. Sound check. Sound check. Guys, emojis. Emojis. Can you hear him? Can you hear me, community? Tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all, right, all right. All right. All uh, right. Now it's coming in. All right. Cool. Yeah. So sad, sad that sad that we missed the, the intro. Um, that everybody missed. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Let's hope it it shows up in the recording. I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know whether you just want to quickly summarize it a little again, a little bit again, just to, just yeah, so didn't listen. Uh, yeah. We, we developed standards that allow you to build NFTs that are compatible across blockchains and collections, which translates not only to avatar and item. Um, item economies and supercharging the creator economy, but also translates to any cross-media applications as well. So you can put a collaborative composition of music together by equipping music uh, subparts into one big song, trade those on the open market, trade parts or the song itself, and also make that song equipable into profiles, avatars, and much more. Um, so all of this is automatically compatible out of the gate with um, with anything that's launched using these standards and anything that will be launched using these standards. It's all forward compatible and backward compatible, which I think lends itself really well to especially customizable 
uh, PFPs where you do need a global item economy and where, you know, when projects kind of die and lose interest, they, they fall by the wayside a little bit um, or even die completely. But with this, you can add utility to them forever. You can just make them compatible with a new collection and you just added new utility to something existing, which is, I think, really cool. Um, yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah, yeah, you've really unlocked the full the full power of um, NFTs there. Or you, you know, it's uh, that's, that's that's excellent. Yeah, I'm looking forward to like seeing what uh, people will do with like the music, the interchangeable music, and stuff like that. You know, like it'll encourage like collaboration, and it's going to be really cool. That's excellent. Just just to add to that. Imagine if you're setting up a decentralized band and you're starting with vocals yeah. you launch vocals as an nft and then mm -hmm. you ask people to uh, join in right and you've oh, got man. so many different artists yeah, on yeah. The soundtracks they oh. like the best like the best drums right you, the you best see though in whatever yeah exactly then everything is minted all together as a fractional nft and royalties are divided between all of those participants it's going to be incredible Right. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's going to give the artists, um, true, you know, true power over their their rights. You know, so if things are getting resold or re resold or reused, you know, people are using a little bit of their like backing track or whatever, they'll get royalties for that. So that's that's awesome. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the ideas. Like you have you have a song or so we we're also the only team that solved nested royalties because. Distributing royalties across an NFT that owns another NFT that owns another NFT that owns another mm -hmm. NFT yeah, um, yeah. is pretty hard, especially if it's different recipients and different percentages. You can you can't just approach it naively and use percentages because you end up with over a hundred percent easily. So yeah. you have to have different math um, at hand here, and um, this is really useful for the creator economy. Now you have incentive to create, you know, like a jacket patch and that jacket can be worn by an avatar and so the patch is an nft the jacket is an nft the avatar is an nft and so if you sell the avatar the patch designer still gets his fair share of royalties which is really important for creators because otherwise they can just you know be you know well not paid yeah thank you yeah. that's basically the entire point right when it comes to royalties people want to know that their royalties are actually being enforced which yes. is actually the reason why we're building what it is that we're building on Kadena itself as a blockchain, right? So uh, I'm guessing we can introduce ourselves a bit to tell you a bit more about what it is that we're doing and how, right? Uh, Adam, would you like to uh, start? Yeah, well, we're, we're uh, Miners of Cardania. We're building uh, Cardania's first sort of like GameFi ecosystem. Uh, we're going to be bridging sort of like the best parts of NFTs and DeFi and merging them both together and creating something pretty sexy. Um, we've got like a, an overarching world map that's been created um, that's going to be totally expandable. All the projects are going to be able to, in, in, you know, in, 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 yeah, interact with our metaverse. Um, they'll be able to like actually, you know, purchase a piece of land and develop that and, you know, provide utility from their projects within our metaverse. Um, we will also have like um, staking within our projects um, through as mock token. We've got IDO coming up June 30th, the registration opens. Um, 
and um, the main sort of like basis of the game is going to be taking our um, N- NFT Capybara, which is like the sort of mascot mascot of Cardano at the moment, and putting that to work at the mines with uh, various different tools and equipment. And you can take like little potions and buffs uh, to increase your performance or your luck while you work in those mines. And basically that's going to increase uh, your productivity while you 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 you, you mining um and then you'll come back claim claim your rewards and then you, you either get to choose do you want to level your character up or do you want to take those profits you know, and that's the choice that's going to come down to the player and how they're going to choose to upgrade those weapons and upgrade those characters will determine their future yields and stuff like that so i think i think that some players will find it like quite addictive this the type of format that um the team have put together it's it's pretty cool and uh, the design's looking pretty sick at the moment yeah the design is pretty adorable um just to add to what adam said uh we started building mock all the way la- um last year and you feel free to ask anybody uh, but until you know we started building mock was a real hater of nfts right because i'm a big believer of value and too many times we saw things that had let's say unrealistic or overinflated valuations and that made me a bit annoyed right so when we came to know cadena and when we came to know marmalade which is cadena's nft standard that is currently being built we understood that the possibilities of building massive things with nfts um are possible they're just not being leveraged yet right so um royalties for example bruno as you mentioned is a big deal for us we're taking it more towards the subject of interoperable nfts of how nfts can connect with one another towards generating a specific revenue under very very specific conditions sort of like what you mentioned regarding the jacket and the patch Another thing is how can we actually utilize NFTs to be store of value NFTs? For example, having ownership of tokens, right? Having ownership of tokens that are currently being staked or are currently in a liquidity pool and that specific NFTs either almost like a Uniswap V3 NFT that you're getting for providing liquidity, just a bit more sexy and practical when it comes to the conditions that we're putting on top of it. So in that case, I do think we're similar to Remark because a lot of the things we're talking about are not currently built in Cadena. So I would assume that what it is that we're doing right now is adding to the Marmalade infrastructure, all of those layers of code that will hopefully be used by everybody else when they want to take in the extra step right, of having more possibilities when it comes to their NFTs. Because if an NFT can have utility, but a real, honest, practical utility and not something that's forced upon it by creators that just say, okay, we need to have some sort of utility, let's see what's available, right, then things truly become awesome. But I, I do want to ask you a, a small little question. You, you mentioned five building blocks right, as you're talking about NFTs, like almost Lego building blocks. Can you elaborate on that a bit? Yeah, yeah. So this was imagined specifically to avoid the 
the attrition of, of governance. Like we, if we were going to try and push these standards in any other ecosystem, we'd be going through like 10 years of governance discussions and a lot of wasted time. Um, this is also why we started on Kusama with a clean slate because it allowed us to iterate really quickly and come up with the perfect end game of NFT technology in like a year. Um, like there is no, literally no use case for NFTs that, that these building blocks cannot support, which is super, super cool. Um, awesome. But the five Lego blocks were really needed to be developed well in an atomic way so that they can be utilized separately for those that only wish to support those, but also so that if you support them individually, you support all of their combinations. So the five building blocks are NFTs being able to own and equip other NFTs. This includes everything from music being able to equip other music stems to movies being able to equip movie filters to avatars being able to equip um, gear and accessories, but also to do something like, um, so we have Soulbound 2.0 tech, which allows mm -hmm. you to have a built-in, uh, without, without Remark being gaming-focused um, at all, without pivoting to gaming at all, just these native blocks that we have easily allow you to have the best RPG-like character progression system, uh, just like you would you, you'd be used to it from you know, Baldur's Gate or whatever other game in the past. Purely because we have the Soulbound 2.0 technology, which can, in turn, for example, power tokens that are bound to an avatar instead of an account. So you can have an experience point bound to your avatar. You can have a skill bound to your avatar. You can have an NFT brain that's non-transferable, that has skill slots into which you can equip these skills. And these are all non-transferable NFTs inside of a transferable one, your avatar. So that's, that's Lego number one that enables all of this by default. Um, Lego number two is multi-resource NFTs. That's when an NFT can be many things at once. And this solves the age-old problem of gamers complaining about NFTs not being good, where, uh, where they're right, essentially, in the current NFT technology, because you, really you can't really turn a Fortnite skin into an NFT and just pull it into Borderlands. It doesn't work. The engine's different. The graphics are different. Everything's different. I would, I would um, love to do that, though, because I love Borderlands. Yeah, so, okay. so with this, it's possible, because <laughs> you can have one NFT that has two different resources and resources are like files are, are like mm -hmm. um like outputs different outputs and so you can have an nft that has the skin file for fortnite and the same skin file configured for borderlands so you have it all decentralized you don't rely on the game maker to make this it can be loaded straight from the nft for the context you're loading it in that is for the game you're loading it in and so new resources can be added to existing multi-resource NFTs where if a new game comes up, you can just easily add a new resource to it and make it forward compatible with a new game in the future, adding utility forever. Um, this is also extensible to other use cases, like you can have an ebook that's, that's an audio file and a PDF at the same time. And again, depending on what software you load it in, that's how you're going to see it. But you can also use it to back up your NFTs because right now everything's kind of centralized. It's centralized by default. Um, in this case, you can have one resource that points to an image on, on Arweave, one resource that points to the same image on Sia, one that points to the same image on a centralized server, and so on. And so the chances of all of them going down at the same time are extremely low, so you don't have to fear about that. And then there's, um, I would say, slightly less important Legos that are on-chain emotes. So we have this social mechanic where you can send emoji to any NFT um, built on the Remark standard. Um, and that, that's about it. That's a nice social mechanic and a kind of a relative price discovery method, but no, no other fanciness. 
But then you have Lego number four, which allows you to tell your NFT to react to these NFTs. So you can tell it to these, to these um, emoji. So you can tell your NFT, um, like if my mountain that is currently blossoming in spring uh, gets 50 snow emojis, show it as being snowed on. And so you have these conditional reactive NFTs that will react to the community's input on them, which kind of gamifies the entire NFT concept. Um, and finally, Lego number five is NFTs being able to become DAOs um, by, you know, being able to fractionalize them into fungible tokens. This is not for gambling or flipping. This is explicitly for community governance of NFTs. And so in this case, you end up with a concept where you can have an NFT avatar that has NFT gear and is going into NFT plots of land in a metaverse to do some NFT quests. And you have a community that maybe owns the shared tokens of that avatar and can collectively, while a Twitch streamer is streaming the game, decide in real time with those tokens what that avatar is going to wear or, or on which quest he's going to go. So you put all of these Legos together and you end up with really incredibly powerful systems that basically, as far as I know, this is the only tech that allows a decentralized metaverse to exist. Because when you put these Legos together, you don't actually need a backend. You don't have to run on centralized servers. You don't have to register your assets, your 3D assets into a database. Everything is contained in the NFTs, even the game state. Like if I send my avatar into a specific room on a map and that room is an NFT, my avatar is literally in that other NFT. The room <laughs> NFT contains the avatar. So the game state is in the NFT itself. And this is what's really powerful about this. It's a decentralized metaverse technology that allows anybody to build a custom UI for anything built just by following these Legos. Oh man, you created wow. something beautiful. Yeah. I, I had my mind just listen, Bruno, we honestly thought that we thought of some amazing utilities for NFTs. And then you just come over and you blow our minds. Right? Yeah. Like, wow, having NFTs react to emojis of other you know players and having NFTs as DAOs, dude, that's incredible. That's this is, honestly like right. a lot of this is already live. You can check it out. Um, our Canaria project, which we launched like a year ago, has these Soulbound 2.0 NFTs equipped as a special non-movable gems inside of them. They're all separate NFTs. You can you can play with most of this today. You can mint your multi-resource NFTs in our marketplace. It's all coming really, really soon. Um, even our our like what I mentioned with the decentralized metaverse, Skybridge is our metaverse, and it's it's being built in this exact decentralized way, just as a kind of proof of concept of all of these Legos. So I'm kind of, I'm super excited about being able to show the world what this can do because, you know, it's been very difficult to reach outside of the Polkadot ecosystem. But I think with these launches now, um, we're going to make a proper splash. And this is why we want as many partnerships um, as possible, especially with projects like yours, where you have like kind of a niche chain that is also, you know, looking to make a splash outside of it. Um, by by just teaming up this way and joining the global item economy and making these accessories tradable across all of these chains and and logics and just by virtue of being on this standard, we kind of you know um, add exponential utility to every single NFT in every single collection. Absolutely, and you know in the beginning Adam spoke about us being a game and all of that, but the reality is that Mark is not really you know a game or at least it's yeah. not going to be an amazing game it's more like a a unique type of microchasm right because when we developed mock 
ideas, how can we actually exponentially grow the adoption of the Cadena blockchain, right? So what we decided was, let's take Cadena as it is, gamify the entire blockchain, integrate as many projects from Cadena as we can, and basically do a proof of concept of every single thing we can imagine doing just to be able to show the world that, you know, better things can happen than what is currently being done, right? And I think I can understand extremely well the struggles that projects like yours might be experiencing because we're over here, we're developing all of this amazing tech. But then again, the first mover advantage will always, always, always control such a massive load of the, you know, of the movement. And it's going to be incredibly difficult uh, to fight against that unless all of that, unless all of us, let's say, partner up towards building something truly magnificent together to prove to everybody that there are better ways of doing things. Right, 100%. This is what makes me kind of, this, this is what kind of, um, I, I, well, make, makes me a little sad when I see projects attempting to do this, um, being completely oblivious that the tech's been out for a year and they can use us. So just today, I think, Doodle announced their own um, customization, evolvable NFTs, accessories that you can trade and so on. And it's maybe like, it's almost word for word what, what I've just described before, only it's, mm -hmm. it's restricted to their doodle silo. Just like every other project that tried to do equipables, this is what I mentioned before. They start top down. They have a project and then they decide to make it customizable. And that results in a ton of smart contracts that are none, not generic, that are applicable just to that project that need a custom UI and it needs two mm -hmm. full-time teams to maintain them. Which, again, if those teams disappear, the project will simply die. Um, whereas if you use a common standard that already enables this and it makes everything that you want to do possible, um, you not only do not have the risk of death when your team goes away because the project can be carried on by the community, you also have immediate compatibility with every single other collection out there. It's no longer a silo. So this is why I want you know, to reach as many projects as possible. One, another example of this is, is like this... Um, the other side by, by board apes, right? They're saying yeah. that they're building like the, the first decentralized metaverse. <laughs> they're not, they're building a reskin Fortnite. And so when you have that, you again end up with very expensive centralized servers that somebody needs to, to run. And again, because you're siloed into your ecosystem, you by definition are vampire attacking other games for attention, for the same attention pool, mm -hmm. which means that as players leave some ecosystems, those servers become unmaintainably expensive. They will shut down. And your game will shut down with them because your NFTs have not evolved, because they're not cross-collection compatible, and because there's no one left to maintain them. So this is my, my mission. This is my quest, to get as many people aware of this as possible, because we have the tech. It's no longer about pride. Um, forget pride and forget ego. There is tech that is ready for this. Just because you've spent six months developing a siloed solution, does not mean that you should sabotage future efforts because of it. So I would encourage everybody listening in, if there's anybody working on such a project, just at least look at our tech. Um, if you don't like what we have, give suggestions on what you would need, what you think you would need to make something happen. But I can guarantee you that 99% of the cases we can support because of the flexibility of the Legos. You know, that's amazing. And putting the tech aside, I just love the hunger, 
right? I love the hunger because the, that type of hunger of being able to develop something that is truly magnificent and the only thing you want is to have people use this magnificent thing that you build is actually incredible, right? And yeah, definitely we're in a similar situation with you guys. And we do have still a long way to go, right? And the development just never stops. We will eventually get to the point where we have everything on offer to everybody, but definitely a few things will be able to make our job much, much, much easier. And something tells me we will be able to do a lot of things in the future, mainly because your tech is just so bloody awesome. Now, I do want to give you a few concepts of our NFTs for you to tell us what you think about them, okay? Or maybe to tell me if you guys have alternatives, right? So one thing is for scholarship systems, being able to rent out an NFT and to immediately have an NFT minted that's a receipt of the rent agreement. And the receipt that you get basically showcases all details of the NFT that was rented for how much and to who and by who. And this NFT itself is actually tradable as well. When the contract expires, the NFT returns to the owner of the receipt itself rather than the person that actually rented it. Do you think that's something that can be done? With okay, I've not heard about this tradability of receipts in order to gain ownership of something you haven't owned before. This is really interesting. Um, this is not something that I've thought about before and is indeed not in the default set. We do have some basic renting plans because we, we, we intend for people to rent the Skybridge lands that, they, that they're buying up right now. Um, mm -hmm. and, and the avatars themselves. There are some you know, super cheap low entry ones but also that are infinite in supply, but also there's some kind of blue chippy ones that people will want to rent because of their utility in the metaverse. Um, so renting has always been a plan but this this is a really interesting concept of 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 selling the receipt and getting the the thing when it when the rent expires um we were originally thinking about using um i think rentable uh, their logic in our contracts just to, to just to you know skip over that bridge because renting is not our specialty i see it more as a dap level upgrade to to nfts mm -hmm. um but this is yeah this is very interesting i'm gonna have to think about this a little bit more it, it sounds really appealing Oh, and the thing is that when we developed a lot of these things, we figured out that many of the things that we're going to do are going to have an extremely minor role within our ecosystem. But somewhere there's going to be a project that's going to have some real world massive utility, you know, like being able to rent out cars, right? Like in airports. And that is something that can actually be used by those individuals. So we said, okay, even if it's not a hundred percent necessary for our protocol, we still want to be able to develop some really cool stuff for people to be able to take advantage of. Right that is, now, yeah, that is super cool. But what I'm wondering is, when you rent an NFT, um, how does it go? Is that built into the NFT standard itself, so it can revert? Or it's like, not reverting? Because right now the renting protocols mainly use a wrapping method where. You know, mm -hmm. they lock up the original and then mint a wrapper and then uh, you kind of own a mirror copy of the NFT so that it's basically locked into your... And then this complicates matters for everybody else because basically any 
dApp that wants to use that NFT also has to be configured to use the wrappers. And if you have multiple wrapping protocols, multiple renting protocols, each one will have its own wrapper. So now in order to you know, log into Sandbox with the NFT, the Sandbox people have to, in their centralized database, on their centralized server, um, allow you know, this NFT and also this wrapper and also this wrapper. So it's kind of complicated. Definitely. And in this case, I can tell you that we have a bit of a simpler job because Cadena right now is not a multi-chain blockchain. Right now, we're pretty much segregated from everybody else. So I will say that our solution, we basically have several solutions. A, written into the standard itself. B, a smart contract that basically governs over ownerships with uh, other alternatives that basically take control of that. Basically, uh, programming an NFT to be able to move somewhere else at a certain point in time, that's not a problem. But the problem is exactly what you're referring to. In a multi-chain world, how do you do so when you have so many dApps that want and need to be able to integrate with that, right? So that is something that is extremely specific, which we haven't thought about yet because we're extremely far away from that. Thankfully, we got upgradable contracts. So when we do get to the point that Kadena can finally you know, bridge itself to other blockchains, that's a whole different problem entirely, right? Another really awesome use case for NFTs with us is for gas stations. Within Kadena, we actually have this piece of utility that's called a gas station which is basically an account that can pay gas for you, right? So right now you can exist within the Cadena blockchain without paying a single dollar in gas or alternatively have somebody else cover the gas costs for you, right? So we can have NFTs that act as gas policy certificates. So if you hold this NFT, Mock will be paying all of your gas, right? As long as you hold the NFT itself, right? Those are some utilities of NFTs that people do not usually think about. And it is something that's niche for us specifically in Kadena. But it's, again, just one tiny thing that we've done just to be able to prove to everybody that that is something that is actually possible, right? And I do really like the fact that you guys are also aiming towards creating things just to show to everybody, guys, this exists. Use it. Use it for Christ's sake. Do something awesome. That is, uh, yeah, that's that's really, really, really cool. Like we we go around um, some transaction fees using meta transactions and real errors, but that's obviously you know relying on somebody else to pass your transactions along for you, which works. I mean, there's not been an instance of real errors really failing, but when you have a native chain integration which has these sort of you know we might call them credit balances for others. Um, this is super, super useful. The, one of the advantages of, of substrate chains, though, which is where we started, like Kasama is a substrate chain and Polkadot is a substrate chain and Moonriver, which we're deploying uh, Scribridge on now, is, is a substrate chain. They're all substrate chains with different plugins. The, the beauty of it is that you can just build a plugin, uh, like a Rust, we, we call these Rust pallets, but they're basically, you know, cargo crates, Rust plugins for the chains. Um, and you can actually add that to the chain itself that you're building on to include these credit balances as well, 
which I think would lend itself really well to porting your functionality over into into this ecosystem. Because then you get a, kind of a runtime level upgrade, allowing more interesting things um, to happen, like and including these these you know uh, kind of delegated transaction fees in a way. So yeah, on the same page there. We we get around it uh, through a different way because we're a little bit limited by the chain we're on in terms of gasless transactions. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely on the same page. Transaction fees are a huge pain point, and abstracting them away in any way is a huge, huge perk. Absolutely. Just in general, being in a position where you have a, an option to scale. It's something incredibly important. It's not something easy, and it's one of the biggest problems we have right now in blockchain in general, right? But we all try to solve it in our different ways to get to a point where ultimately, you know, we're approachable by as many users as possible. Let's take, for example, the board Ape fiasco with the, how it's called, Overside sale, right? What, gas reached thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars even at that mint? Where Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was like two no eight eight ETH per gas or something. Holy cow. And ETH was higher back then, right? It dropped like what, sixty, seventy yeah, percent yeah. since then? And this is what Yeah, it was yeah. This is something that you know, this is the most annoying thing for me about that, right? Crypto is supposed to be free, not only decentralized but it's supposed to be the currency of the people. And it's not a currency of the people. It's getting to be a currency of the rich people. And that is something that we should desperately try and avoid, not only for our own comfort, but to get to the point where crypto can actually be used massively by everybody. True, true. Though, to be fair, um, the guys who were building the other side sale were complete amateurs as well. <laughs> so, um, like they 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 went they went they went publicly against Dutch auctions, which is probably the easiest way to avoid any kind of gas war. Um, proclaiming that gas that that you know Dutch auctions suck because they don't help anything and so on. When in fact, you know, there's literally reproducible evidence that they really really do, and that they would avoid exactly all of the problems that they've had during the sale. So there's some speculation that they did specifically yeah. to dunk on ETH and announce their own chain, right? Yeah, I, I heard that as well. Like they intentionally wanted all of that to happen just so they can advertise their own layer one that yep. they want to be building. Yep, yep. I wouldn't be surprised, but I can just say, you know, that's a bit, you know, expected, right? That's a bit expected. That they will be. Yeah, I mean, when, you, when you're that when you're that big, yeah, when you're that big, you probably want to flex even higher. Oh yeah. So it's uh, yeah, probably a power game. Wow, I just saw the documentary about them a few days ago about them being Nazis. And that was hilarious. I have no idea if any of it is true or not. I can just say I had a lot of fun watching that. Yeah, it was a fun watch, but it's it's a troll campaign to advertise the alternative yeah, collection. Yeah, by that RR guy or whatever he's called. And still, it was a very high quality troll campaign. Yep, very very. Yeah. Okay, we're getting to about forty five minutes. Uh, Bruno, uh, do you want to answer a few questions, Adam? What do you think? Oh, I'm happy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Do do we want to open it up to the audience and see if we've got any questions for you guys? 
I got I, Man, I, I, I got the first question. How is how is documentation on Remark? Terrible. Um, we, we've been just building um, and not really documenting things well. The fact that we have three different versions of the of the logic, so EVM, Rust, and extrinsic based on Kusama, doesn't really help either because there's there's nobody but me basically to document this um, and the devs to drop a comment here and there mm -hmm. um, into the code. So this is something that we we need to focus on in the in the next kind of sprint thing. Um, just you know, get get down and dirty, use the code, and document everything we do. Uh, which you know, if if you know any documentation writers, send them our way. We're also hiring. For wow, them. actually, we're just right now recruiting our own documentation writer because uh, yeah, every, everybody. Is. Yeah, I mean, we're not recruiting a documentation writer. We're recruiting a dev that knows English well enough to write. Because you know we're not Americans, we're, we're not Europeans, we're Israelis, so uh, English is not really our first language, right? But we do got to be able to document things. And the reason why I was asking yeah. you is almost as a, an internal joke because over here at Kadena, we really have a problem with documentation. So as long as we're building, we want to be able to be sure. We want to make sure that we're able of providing as much information to our fellow builders, those that come after us to try and make their job a tiny, tiny, tiny bit easier than what it is that we've had to suffer through. 100%, yeah. I did try to look at the language on Kadena and stuff, and yeah, it does need help. Oh, yeah. A lot of help. <laughs> there, there is people uh, working on that, though, um, at the moment, thankfully. So uh, hopefully we should see um, more packed development videos coming out over the next few, sort of few months from certain people. But, um, we, there's definitely a void that needs filling. Um, but it's not just Cardano, it's, it's uh, probably on multiple blockchains. Yeah, yeah, because I'll tell you why. Our problem is that we run too quickly. Right. Once we figure something out and something that we're extremely passionate about, uh, we're run so quickly that we just want to develop something and we don't really have time to stop and document it. So it does make sense to an extent. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Yes, if uh, anybody's got any questions for Remark, uh, just put, put your hand up. Uh, we'll get you up. But, um, in the meantime, if. Um... If you've got any questions for the um, pre-Mac, um, Yeah, um, I want to know a bit more about Canaria, right? Like you have your own flagship uh, game, I'm guessing, right? Is it like a showcase of everything you're building? Yeah, it was the first showcase of um, Remark Tech on Kusama. So, you know, we, we were talking a lot about the tech, but again, it wasn't really getting through to anybody until we launched the collection to really demonstrate how it works. So that, that was the point of it. Um, also, the point of it was our fundraise. We fundraised with that to kind of, you know, get, get through the first phase. Um, it's just, it's a collection where you, we, we started out by selling digital eggs that people were supposed to send those emotes to. And depending on what emotes you sent your egg, that would influence what kind of bird would hatch from it. Um, not only in terms of what what it would be made of, you know, mm -hmm. firebirds, windbirds, birds, and so on in different parts, but also it would hatch with certain other NFTs that it would hold and equip. 
So uh, those non-transferable soulbound 2.0 gems, but also items. So if you if you emote like you know 10,000 fire extinguishers and 10,000 fire emoji to your bird, there's a high chance that that bird's going to be made of fire and hold a fire extinguisher that you can sell separately on the second. Oh, market. that's so cool. Um, yeah, and so we launched like eight and a half thousand of those um, a year ago, and uh, they've been they've been driving our secondary market ever since, um, and. You know they're kind of like our our apes. They get the airdrops. They get the land for the for the Skybridge metaverse. They get the um, you know occasional like discounts and whatever else we we develop. Canaria is our you know primary focus. So it's it's kind of like what what we wanted to keep adding utility to. Amazing, incredible. It's like you're developing tech, and then immediately you got a place to show the new tech that got developed. So it's a really good strategic move. Exactly, yeah, exactly. We're actually just right now in about two days opening our the registration to our own raise. And I'm scared shitless <laughs> because it's the first <laughs> time I'm doing a raise in Web3, which is funny, right? I had raises done for like public companies before in Web2 that were like much larger in valuation. But for some reason, doing things in a decentralized fashion scares the living crap out of me, right? It's like you're wide open for the court of public opinion. Oh, very much so, very much so. <laughs> um, I hope you've had some uh, thick skin training uh, in, the, in the years before. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's always somebody to complain about something. Uh, Jody. Yeah, but it's, but it's also incredibly liberating and very re- rewarding if that percentage is incredibly small. Because when we launched our bird, like we were terrified of what people were going to think of the art style and everything once once the birds hatch and, and do their thing. Um, and it was almost unanimously positive and it was a huge weight off of our shoulders. And also like we all, you know, like celebrated in, in relief, um, knowing that we built something that everybody loves. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll pull off a similar feeling. And you'll you'll see how how rewarding that is. It's as rewarding as you you fear the, for the public opinion being punishing right now. Well, I, I can imagine. I can honestly imagine. But time will tell. Um, Adam, what about you? Do you have any questions? Yeah, um, I, you, you've got your uh, land sale coming up, haven't you? Uh, in the next uh, couple of days. Um, how, how's um like your game map work, working and like what can like users uh, sort of expect um, who purchase your land? Um, what what, what, what um, utility are you providing those? Um, yeah, so the land sale actually started for uh, for our, you know, there, there's a special Solbon gem in the Canaria called a Cocopelli. And if you burn that, you get early access to alpha opportunities from the team. Um, this includes, you know, other teams that we incubate or our own projects. And so they had the, the right of first purchase. Then the next phase was actual Coco, uh, Canaria holders in general, everybody. Um, and now we're in the phase where we're letting in, you know, blue chips from Ethereum, like sandbox owners, decentralized owners, people who have expressed interest in metaverse ownership. Uh, board ape, mutant ape owners, and, and similar, and, and lobsters. Um, wow. we're, we're letting those in now. Um, and the next phase is, I think, in two days uh, for the public. We actually didn't expect to see this much interest, and uh, we're, we're really happy that we're you know, past 60% sold out. It's really good. 
That's um, crazy. Your, your landmark's pretty pretty big as well. Um, yeah, I, I think... it? It, it's um, quite heavily populated already. And yeah. um... <laughs> I think the biggest, I think a huge part of the success is just the fact that we took we we made a two month delay to the launch of the map and made it really smooth. And the developers really killed themselves over it. We have you know an awesome art style uh, performs really well. We're about to release the mobile support version as well today, and it's just um, it's more than just a you know blob of green land onto which you can upload custom images. It's it's got decor, it's got music, it's got scrollability, it's got details for each land about each owner with attributes of its own. Um, so it, I'm, we're really proud of the map, and I think the fun of of the experience of browsing it and investigating it is is part of the draw here. Plus. There's this element of being able to roll a very special avatar on any land you buy. So, um, and this is all done in a decentralized fashion. It, it's calculated on chain, and you will know about 7,200 blocks after your purchase if you rolled one or not. And so, this element is also contributing to it. In terms of utilities later on, um, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff. I really can't go into too much detail because there's been some intellectual property issues recently. Um, but in general, there's going to be this mini game called Chunky Quests where you can put those lands to use, survey them, mine them, craft on them, um, do some PvE experiences. Um, cool. in, in general, just putting everything we've built together in a fully decentralized fashion. The idea is to just have a fully decentralized metaverse, no backend needed, um, open it on any device, play it on any device, and it should just work. That's incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. And, yeah. you know, it is something that we honestly aspire to as well, because even though mm -hmm. we're big fans of, uh, you know, Web3, there's no denying that Mach, when it launches, is going to be extremely centralized. And we're going to have to aspire to decentralization over time, right? So over time, we're going to have to be building and improving those standards to allow us to be reaching to those levels that you are already are, right? But it is so awesome knowing that those things uh, can be achieved, and you guys are like uh, living proof of that. Yeah, I would actually propose that we work much more closely together much sooner because you can actually, it's, a, it's kind of, um, I hear it a lot, like we'll decentralize over time, but then the sunk cost kicks in and you have, you realize that most of your community doesn't really care about decentralization. And so you stop prioritizing it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's better to start with it early. And I think we can already provide you with a lot of things that will help you decentralize a lot of what you have, maybe not all of it, but a lot of what you have. Um, without making any compromises or throwing away the code that, that you've built. We just need to look into the language issues and compatibilities there, but it, I, I firmly believe it's, it's highly doable. And um, by doing this, by kind of merging the standards a little bit early on, we open ourselves to cross-metaverse collaboration because the entire SkyBridge metaverse actually has this concept of world governance where because the world itself is an NFT that is DAOified into a DAO community, mm -hmm. and that world contains plots of land that are NFTs, and plots of land contain buildings that are NFTs, and buildings contain avatars that are NFTs, and avatars contain backpacks that are NFTs, and backpacks contain other NFTs, you have this top-level overview of the governance of the entire world, which the Canaria birds govern. 
and they can vote in new playable avatars. And this means that you can get your miners into Skybridge if you make the NFTs compatible from the get-go. They will be very easy to bridge or breach into our Skybridge metaverse. So that's, that's the whole kind of gist of it, where we advertise compatibility by literally being compatible. It's like it's phenomenal what you you guys are doing at the moment. You've like taken it to the next level. Yeah, I feel right now like I just won't yeah. finish watching Inception or like Interstellar. Right? Do you also have that feeling? Like to scopes that I have a difficulty, like honestly, 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 understanding because our, these are things that some would. Honestly, not some people would not imagine to be possible. And just knowing that it is possible and somehow we can integrate together, that's going to be brilliant. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, for sure. For sure. This is going to be really cool. So, um, like, um, like talking about partnerships and stuff, um, those at Mock, we're, we're working on um, quite a number of things to integrate like uh, projects into us metaverse. But um, like like what you guys are talking about, that's like taking everything to sort of like the next level. Yeah, it's like um, not even needing to be establishing any partnerships yeah. because any partnership can be made, you know, on chain without any back end talk. Exactly. And the way it all works is you can have collective approval of any change to any collection or metaverse. So just like the community of Canarias governs the world governance of Skybridge, if you have the miners and they have hats, we can easily make hats of Canaria compatible with miners by following the same standard in a fully decentralized way. Like you don't have to do anything other than whitelist a slot on your miners for equipping items that we already have. So this is this is the stuff that you know we made it super easy for collections to be cross compatible and there's already cross collection equipables in our platforms right now. We were actually talking about that with like friends uh, from a different project. We got a couple of projects also building right now on Kadena. One of them is Kitty Cat, that just uh, not a long while ago sold out their uh, collection, and the other is Cat Cars, which is like an NFT based racing game completely on chain, right? And the discussion was, how do we make NFTs interoperable in such a way that you can actually see the Kitty Cat NFTs as the drivers within the car driving within that NFT game, right? And that will ultimately be the future where everything is just so interoperable with each other. That's going to be incredible, right? But... Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder if in that case, something like Kadena can actually be in correspondence with another blockchain to have such collaborations happen. 100%. 100%. There's a lot of bridging going on. Um, there's, you know, there's opportunities to connect to the wider ecosystem through, you know, just substrate bridges from Kadena to, to the Polkadot ecosystem or by just making it compatible with the standard that we that we have, and so we're working with this one team called MyNFT. They're specializing in NFT transports across chains while keeping their history intact. Wow! So the meta the metadata evolves to contain information from its origin, so that you don't actually own an IOU for an NFT. You own a legitimate copy approved by the collection maker, 
Um, so it's it's really is like moving the original back and forth. That's bloody awesome. That's bloody awesome. I can't wait for us to actually be getting to the point where we're seeing all of these things live. But yeah, for us, I do think it will take us at least an extra two, three months because we still need to have the foundation of Marmalade all settled for us when it comes to cross-chain compatibility, for example. But knowing that, you know, we can collaborate with uh, Polkadot and Kasama and you guys was actually making that, it actually opens up, it honestly opens up uh, the entire world for us, right? Uh, I don't really, I don't really know if I would feel comfortable of seeing, uh, you know, bored ape with a pickaxe or something, but maybe I will be willing to let it go. Those Nazis. Let the let, let the apes into the mines. <laughs> yeah, let's just throw them into a ditch somewhere. Um, Adam, do you have uh, any final comments or questions before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I'm all good. We've been on for coming up to an hour now. Um, is there any of the audience has got any questions before we uh, wrap things up? Uh, put your hand up. We'll get you up. People are shy lately. That's pretty good. Yeah, they always are. <laughs> <laughs> nobody even nobody even comes up for a giveaway to ask a question. Yeah, we're offering them bribes lately. Yeah. Well, speaking of bribes, we we had a giveaway in the Telegram, didn't we? Um, uh, yesterday uh, for the for the Shadow Wars. Ah, for the Shadow Wars. Yes, for the glorious duck roast. Yeah. Yeah, the duck roast. <laughs> For those that were not aware, we actually went to war a couple of days ago with uh, with the ducks, um, and we won. So it involved us, yeah, and of course we won. We <laughs> didn't stand a chance. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we put out um, a reward for hundred dollars for um, for them to roast a duck. So um, all, all the community flooded their chat with uh, loads of roasted duck memes um, until they surrendered. And they have, <laughs> nice. yeah. And, and we did not really accept Fetch their them to their knees. <laughs> all right, we have, we have yep. one question. I have time exactly for one question. So let's let's yep. do it. Let's get him over. I've approved it. If you unmute yourself, Hi. Mr. hey, bro. I wanna do some question for Mr. Bruno? Here you go. Yes, uh, I'm. I'm a believer on on this. Uh, like the Rainbow Lego plus the Soulbound NFT. I do. I run my imagination that will change the world. <laughs> However, there is like uh, yesterday or so. You you shared some documents regarding the gyms, trades, and stuff. Uh, oh, the last the last uh, paragraph that it's mentioned that uh, if the team has received any 200, 200, uh, 250 million that they are willing to consider to selling the project or something like this, I start to get, I just like give me, like give me on this, how, how remark will be if, if like uh, Yoga Labs decided to take off the brand and the label standard and stuff. What is the future? <laughs> so he's referring to this document that we have. Um, this was the original announcement of Remark, where uh, we said that we want to build on this, we want to work on this. Uh, we are doing the fundraise to 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 you know survive the build phase. Uh, but if 
it, but we're not going to lie about being unbribable. And if somebody wants to buy us out, we'll take it. Yeah. The the original amount was something like I think twenty five million dollars. Then we ran a sale, launched the token, um, created half a billion dollars out of thin air, and then we said that now the new amount is two hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, so it's 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 kind of like it's more more like a joke, but I mean obviously if somebody were to offer us enough money, we would sell him the brand and everything else. So we don't really the brand doesn't matter. The brand is is irrelevant. The the tech is here and the tech is out. Even if we disappear, anybody else can continue building on top of this. We are just the only ones building on it right now. Well, not the only ones. There's there's like ten teams that are building with us, but we're the only ones building the actual standards and i think actually if we disappeared the standards would kind of proliferate and get a new life of their own maybe they would be less structured or, or less directed but i don't think us disappearing because we got too much money um would would um, would harm the project really it would have to be a truly significant amount of money trust me to even consider stop working on this i'll give you 75 bucks no deal. You know, I, I was yet. thinking you might agree. Not yet, not yet. The bear's not over yet. <laughs> no yeah, um, the reason I ask because I have difficulties to understand this. Like selling the what you are selling exactly. Let's say 200, 200 million on table. Now, what what I'm buying exactly? Like what I'm going to change on the project and the. Uh, whatever you want to buy. Like if you want to buy the remote brand and all of our apps, that's $250 million. Thank you very much. If you want to buy the the talent, the team, uh, I don't know. Maybe for a few years we'd sign for $250 million, yeah. Um, if you want to buy the standards, you can't really buy the standards. Um, the standards are, are out there. So you'd either buy every, all the products that we've done um, or you would buy the talent. So it would be kind of an acquihire. Uh, where is the government play role on this? Like the canary holder, now you have a lot of whales and stuff. Uh, well, the, the, the Skybridge metaverse is going to be developed no matter what. Um, so the, that governance will come into play no matter what as well. Um, it's not like, like we would never accept a buyout that says you are not allowed to work on everything you've worked on so far. So that's not. I don't. I don't know why we're talking about this. Nobody's gonna buy us out. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so <laughs> bullish on that. Two hundred million. <laughs> if you if you want to buy us out, just like DM me. Put the put the two fifty on the table, and then we'll talk. Show proof of money. <laughs> okay. Great so job. I think that's a lovely end to the discussion. Right, uh, we're now gonna organize a 250 million buyout of Remark. Right, if anybody <laughs> wants to put some money in the donation pool, right, uh, feel free to do so. There you go. You can make it into a DAO. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh man. Well, uh, thanks very much, Bruno, for uh, coming up and talking to us. We really appreciate it. We love what you guys are, are building and what you've what you've already built so far. It's like phenomenal. Um, really good job, man. Yeah, you've got an awesome team. Thank you very much, very much. My my pleasure to be here, and let's keep in touch. By all means, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, definitely.
Uh, thanks everyone else for, for joining. Um, you'll be able to yeah, ch check out uh, Remark, give them a follow, and uh, you'll see the socials are there on the bio. So um, just you know, uh, give them a you know, check them out, um, and we'll catch you guys later. Thanks again, everyone. Bye bye. Cheers. Cheers. Bye bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the RMRK AMA hosted by the Miners of Cadenia, recorded on Tuesday, June 28, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit Something kind of uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's final, if I don't know, I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning. I I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason, y'all be seizing the research I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork It's not so much as so little has to do with what everything is But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves the future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Terrorist spaces.